everyone, and welcome to Tea with Coco. I am Coco Leg Chanel. I have a very special podcast for you today. Last week, we celebrated International Friendship Day, and it just happened to be the day that I got to see one of my very oldest and dearest friends, Michaela. We met halfway between both of the cities we live in, Omaha and San Diego, in a lovely part of the country I'd never seen before, Moab, Utah, where Arches National Park is. It was a great place to social distance if you guys are interested. But we got a beautiful cabin in the forest just outside of Moab, outside of the desert, and did one of my very favorite things to do that we're going to share with you. We sat down to talk about friendship, what it means, how it changes and evolves, how you color yourself with those friends over time, how they become foundational, pitfalls, hiatuses, reunions, all of the good things. I hope you all enjoy it. If you're lucky enough to do what Kayla and I did, which was crack open a bottle of exquisite wine made by Ross and B. Maloof, and have a little chat with us about friendship. I hope you all enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tea with Coco. I am Coco Like Chanel, and this might be one of the most special podcasts I've ever gotten to record, ever, because <laughs> one of my oldest friends, I can't believe... I get to say that, but we did the math the other day and it's been what, 17 years? I think so. Yeah. 17 years of friendship. We met each other when we were 15 and we're going to tell our origin story for sure. We very recently have decided that we're going to do a girl's trip every single year. And although the crazy COVID pandemic prevented one of our perfect three from joining us and there's been a huge hole it's like been pretty intense yeah. the hole yeah. um was left we did actually meet each other for this girl's trip on international friendship day oh yay it was so special <laughs> that's when we got together yeah and so i wanted to do a podcast about Friendship about long-term friendship, about trying to find friends in your 30s or later in life, uh, why these friendships that you create when you're a teenager can sometimes be the most intense and meaningful mm -hmm. of your life. Absolutely. Having friendships when you're married, which has been a huge topic for both of us um, this, this past weekend, as we've talked about the other amazing friends in our life, our partners, and just what this female friendship has meant to us both. Because yeah. I think for me, it's been so defining mm -hmm. and with you and with B. And I, I want to say a quick shout out to B because we are currently drinking the amazing wine that you and Ross, your husband, made wax on, wax off. Yes. And it's incredible. Oh, gosh. It's, it's so, so good. It's so, so good. incredible. It's fucking incredible. So, B, you're here in spirit from the little tiny bee that was stamped on your cork. cork. Yes. Oh, my God. That was so it cute. almost broke me. What a beautiful little touch. <laughs> well, it almost broke me. Um, but welcome, Kayla, one Ooh. of my 
oldest and dearest friends in the entire world. Welcome to my podcast. <laughs> well, I'm happy to be here, Coco. Thank you. <laughs> you ever listened to any of my podcasts before? Yes, of course I have. Which ones? I'm just um, curious. The beginning ones. <laughs> oh, God. Those sucked. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. No, they're good. I've uh, heard you interview your Aunt Tammy. Oh, my God. That was the worst one. I didn't oh, even no. know how to use a microphone. <laughs> I literally great. didn't know how to use a microphone. Oh, it was great. I loved oh, it. Oh, my God. I love her so much. She's fantastic. Yeah. I have to redo it with her now that, like, I'm aware of what equipment now that is. <laughs> more seasoned podcaster. I'm a very seasoned <laughs> podcaster. Um, so I want to start, and I want to hear your rendition of our origin story, of oh. our friendship. How, 17 years ago, did we become friends? Oh, wow. Okay. So it was sophomore year. That was, help me do the math. What was that? Oh, God. 2003? <laughs> Where is 2004? We need, we need someone to I think, it was, <laughs> I think it was 2003. I think it was 2003. 2003. And, uh, 20 minus 17. Oh, geez. No, don't make me. <laughs> um, and uh, my dad was stationed in Stuttgart, Germany mm-hmm. um, to be closer to me and my sister who had recently moved to Dublin, Ireland, Mm. um, because my mom had remarried to an Irishman and we were there from 2000 to 2003. That's right. And, uh, and as great as that life was, it wasn't enough for me. I was really, really getting homesick with the, um, missing out on the American, uh, childhood and high school experience. So you decided to go to Germany? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I knew that there would be the, the base and the Dodd schools. And, um, and I figured if I could get enrolled, then I could have, you know, the powder puff games and football games and homecoming and, uh, prom for juniors and for seniors. Cause they, they just don't do that in Ireland. They only have, um, the end, the end of it, uh, for, for the seniors. So, so when I moved over, um, and started to live with my dad, who had also recently remarried and was expecting their first child, my, my sweet, sweet, sweet half brother. Um, and we'll talk over sure about awesome. him. Yeah. Talk, awesome. about, talk about Joe. And, uh, so, and I was, I was going to a, an American school and it was, uh, a, public schools. You could wear what you wanted, um, which was very different from Ireland because it was a private school. And so I was very excited. And I think it was, was it orientation mm-hmm. or some kind of like the first day? Mm-hmm. It was some kind of tour that they were giving us. We of, had like animals or something like that we were like assigned to. I think so. I yeah. think we were octopus, by the way. I don't know where okay. the hell I pulled that out of uh, my that, ass, but like I'll pretty take sure your word we were for octopus. It. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your word for it. And, uh, and we were just taking this tour of the school and we were in some like small group um, that was being led around the school. And I just remember being outside one of the classrooms in one of the hallways. And I was standing next to this beautiful, beautiful girl. Oh my and, God. <laughs> and she was wearing this skirt slip type of, uh, of wardrobe that I think had palm trees on yeah, it. Or Aubrey, some... my actual sister, by the way, <laughs> still really pissed off that you stole that, brought it to Africa, and by washing it, aka beating it against a rock with limestone <laughs> oh, stuff, it is now dead. But oh, yes, no. there was a beautiful skirt at one point. Okay, she's clearly gotten over it 17 I'm years totally, later. I'm totally over it. <laughs> and, uh, and I just remember looking at it going, wow, that's so pretty. I was like, you know, 
I'm the kind of person who comments on wardrobes and hair and, you know, anything that I think is is pretty. And I was just like, hey, I really like your skirt. And she just turned around and she was like, just this ray of sunshine that just turned and lit up. And, oh, thank you so much. And you were just so sweet about it. And you just started talking. I couldn't even tell you. I think you were talking about the skirt at first. And then I was just like, oh, I made a, I broke the ice, you know, I made a friend. And, uh, yeah, uh, that's, that is the clearest memory I have of the very first encounter. And so many memories have come after it, but I couldn't tell you 15 minutes after that moment or an hour after that moment or a week after that moment. It's just, it's just our, our, our kindred spirits had found each other at that, at that moment. So I think so. And B, the other friend that we mentioned, you know, Kayla befriended her, I think, in a class. I think so, yeah. Yeah. And strikingly beautiful. Uh, I just was like, <laughs> I have to stop and just make sure everybody listening understands the level of beauty that we're talking about. Like, <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Like, she does oh, not look like a real person. Oh, my gosh. And we both liked this really shitty guy. That, like, yes. you know, we were, like, kind of warring over. You like, and B. oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I like Ryan. You like Ryan. Like, oh, my God. Very sophomoric. <laughs> oh, my God. And we put Kayla in, like, the worst position because I was like, do you think she's prettier than me? And, like, obviously she's prettier than me. <laughs> and, like, the only thing Kayla could say at that point was that she didn't have straight teeth. I, like, very distinctly remember this. Oh, my gosh. And I had just gotten my braces off, like, a oh, solid, no. like, maybe eight I don't even before. have straight teeth. You do. Why would I say I that? I just remember being like, I've got something on her. Oh, no. Because she's so stupidly beautiful. Oh, my gosh. That it's like you have to grab onto anything. She She's one of those people that, like, doesn't have pores. No. She has the most impossibly beautiful eyes oh, that people incredible. stop her. People stop her. Stop her yeah. on the street. That was go, a regular are those your real eyes? Yeah, and she's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. no, no, no. I mean, like, are they contacts? And she's like, no. No. <laughs> no. Like, and she's been asked that every day of her life. <laughs> and, and it had, like, I, I remember, like, wherever we went, like, that's, like, it was, like, a stop. Oh, and it is. It's striking. Navy blue eyes. Who has navy, navy blue eyes? It's like Elizabeth Taylor type shit, right? Gorgeous. Her, like, violet eyes. Gorgeous. And, like, a double set of lashes. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure she has a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh it was so like hard to hate her because she's also like unfairly one of the most down to earth super and cool incredibly brilliant fuck you easy to get along with like so easy to talk so to so easy to get along with mm-hmm. and so easy and after a couple of months of me being like oh my god Ryan's gonna love her more than me. High school. <laughs> Get over yourself. Oh yeah, I know. I like called her and I said, in my I think maybe one of my proudest moments of clarity as a human, I called her. I got her number from you. Mm-hmm. And I called her house phone because that's how old we are, guys. That's what you did. <laughs> the landline. <laughs> and I was like, this is stupid. We should be best friends. Yep. And after that. We have just been, you guys took a slight hiatus, but other than that, been best friends for 17 years. And uh, it's, the reason I wanted to do this podcast is because even in my 30s now, these friendships and some of the things that we talked about and discussed in those early years and what it has meant to my life is so foundational for who I am and the barometer to which I like hold all of their friendships too. Aww. 
it's it's yeah. been one of the most rewarding things in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk a little bit about like some of the stuff that grounded us, like some of the conversations we had, some of the, you know, personal battles that at a very young age we mm-hmm. helped each other go through and you know what it is like to now be an adult and not and I we can discuss this, but I don't know if it's because we're not forced to be around each other every single day for 10 hours a day, like That's in high true. school. We right? do live several states apart. Several <laughs> states apart. But even so, I have not found friendships like I have found with you guys um, ever, uh, you know, since leaving high school. And Mm-mm. maybe it's just like the magic came together and like it happened. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about those foundational like friendship making Mm-hmm. instances mm-hmm. or conversations because mm-hmm. I definitely have some that like peak you know it's like the zenith of like this is the pinnacle of best friends like <laughs> representation right here yep yep <laughs> um and then a little bit about how to maintain friendships mm-hmm. over states and in long years mm-hmm. and what it is like to try to have close friends in your 30s when you have a spouse who's right. also obviously I would say the biggest part of your life. Of right? course. Of course. Um, other than Belle. I love you. <laughs> My little pup. Um, so why don't you start, and I just want you to kind of talk through um, some of your standout memories of we met at age 15. Mm-hmm. You were just a few days shy of 16. Yeah. Yeah. Just, birthday September. Just so. a little bit shy. Like, I think maybe like three days. Like, it may have like been your birthday the next day or something. I think so. My, yeah, my birthday, September 1st, is such a weird cutoff. Yeah. Because I could have either been like the oldest in one class or the youngest, youngest in the other. Which would have doomed me for my entire life, as far as I'm concerned. Because mm-hmm. I never would have had the pleasure of meeting you in Oh my God, stop. And so, I... It just, everything just aligned. And no, I completely agree. Like what, what we went through at those years, and I don't just mean like us specifically, but I mean like all teenagers. Oh, you're a teacher, by the way. I think we should probably mention that. (laughs) Yes. I teach 15 year olds and 14 year olds for a living. So you see this cycle. Yes. Yes. yes, yes, As as an English teacher. An English teacher. An English teacher. Um, Which I think, you know, has also uh, stemmed from my experiences and relationships with with you guys and with UMB Mm -hmm. and and our experiences at that high school. Because we are huge dorks. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's okay. that's that's putting it in a short term, yeah. <laughs> um, but but like you and B, um, we're also so good at English and 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 enjoyed talking about these things, and, mm-hmm. and that helped me, you know, solidify my dream of becoming an English teacher. But but as like as fifteen year olds, mm-hmm. as fifteen year old girls, um, you know, you're always looking to fit in, yeah, and yet yet still be yourself and you're you're still trying to define who you are and I'm different I'm unique but heaven forbid I'm stand out in a bad way <laughs> that would be the worst that would oh be the worst <laughs> the end of everything so so finding others who are like-minded and who can be complete goofballs and complete dorks and I don't and, know what you're referring to uh, I'm sure you don't <laughs> and and 
and and have these jokes and these moments and these epiphanies and these conversations, these deep, mature, might I add, conversations mm. for 15-year-olds mm. that I just, I just don't see as a teacher, um, you know, my students having with each other. I, I like to think that the energy that we brought to the classroom when we did have classes together mm. was was palpable, was, was evident to everyone in the room that, that we were best friends and we understood each other. And, you know, obviously during this pandemic, there's all this isolation and, and with school getting <laughs> up and going again, which terrifies me. <laughs> um, see, I, you know, just seeing that other teens, 15 year old, whatever, are going to miss out on some of those connections and because they're afraid, because mm -hmm. they're afraid of having those, those connections and talking to each other and having those experiences that we had with each other. It's, it's frightening. Yeah. I mean, the deep conversations, I, I don't know, cause I don't have children that I don't have children at all, but don't have children that are the age mm -hmm. that we were specifically. But I think one of the first memories I have with you as like my best friend um, was going into the forest when it was fall <laughs> and laying our jackets down yes. and looking up at the leaves mm -hmm. and the sky. Mm -hmm. And we talked about the existence of God. Yep. We talked about reincarnation. Yep. We talked about the palpability of the soul Mm -hmm. We talked about where we were in the world. I was just going to say that, like where we were. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? I, yeah. I mean, bits and pieces, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I don't remember the I whole remember conversation. The, the visual that just absolutely laying down in the woods. I don't remember. Was it after school? Or yeah, I think we so. We had block scheduling, so we had lots of time on our hands. Yeah, <laughs> we did to get into all sorts of fun, kiki trouble. Yeah. <laughs> um, but absolutely, like like going to this secluded area and just having a moment alone with nature and with each other, mm -hmm. just to have these conversations and whatever was on your mind. But it 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 wasn't. It wasn't like boys and it wasn't, no. um, you know, makeup like or hair makeup, or whatever, yeah. like clothes, whatever. Yeah. I don't think we like well, when we were getting ready to go out, which were epic times. Um, <laughs> by the way, you could go out at 16 in Germany. This wasn't like a weird thing, you guys. Yeah. No, that was totally normal. <laughs> um, but we had those deeper conversations, those more meaningful, more mature conversations. Well, and you, B, and I were both in... I think very intense emotional states more so I would fucking hope than most 15 year olds, <laughs> but like all abroad, all starting a new school. Cause I had been at the international school in Stuttgart right. before that. Right. And B had come from Las Vegas, Las Vegas. Okay. Yeah. But had previously been in Japan, uh, Okinawa, and Alaska, and yeah, yeah, all over. All over. Um, which was kind of an uh, icebreaker between military brats, by the way. Always is. It's because you, you're you're always meeting new people, and usually the first question is, "Where'd you come from? Mm -hmm. Where was the last place?" Because you can't call a place really home when mm -hmm. you're moving around every three years, you know. Absolutely. And 
and I, I just remember hearing like her just totally, you know, cavalier, just totally cool about it. Like, oh yeah, I lived in I lived in Okinawa, and oh, I lived in Alaska, and not in this like arrogant kind of way. It was just very much. I don't think she other, has an arrogant bone in her body. No, like I like legitimately don't think she does exactly. And that's and that's just the way like the military children are. Is let me list off the last five places I've lived, you mm-hmm. know, and that's conversation starter. And it's usually stems or comes down to like, oh, I know somebody who also, you know, was from Austin mm-hmm. or who had visited there or yeah, my dad almost got stationed there too. You have a connection of some kind. Exactly. However exactly. basic. And, and, and learning from those people who have had those experiences, which are in some way similar to yours, because you know what it's like to get up and leave everything and you know, everyone yeah. and start over from scratch. But also, oh, I've never been there before. Tell me about it, you know. You want to learn. And I think that is such a unique thing for military children or mm-hmm. international children. When yes. I went to the international school, it was the exact same. And so, sure. again, instead of the military bringing them to Germany, you know, their company was. Right. Tammy and Steve, great example. Mm-hmm. Like HP mm-hmm. uh, brought them over there and changed my life forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love you guys. Um But I also think it, for some people, definitely for us, made you bypass a lot of the kind of regular bullshit stuff that you talk about as 15-year-olds. Right. And maybe because you had just left your sister in Ireland. Yes. My sister had just gone to college. And because we had moved around so much, that was my best friend that Mm -hmm. I had just left. And I think it was the same for you. Absolutely. And there was this big gaping hole that... I needed to fill. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and female relationships are, or any kind of relationship, but especially between girls at the age of 15, because you're not necessarily, it's not very common at least mm. to run out and make best friends with guys, you know? Yeah. It's, it just, it, it's it a different energy. Life. It's a different yeah. sexuality at that mm-hmm. age, hormonally. And all, all you want to do is just connect with somebody and, and talk to them and, and, basically feel that you're not alone and yeah. you know that's what that's what we had and when we would go out you know in the forest or at your it sounds like it was a really big forest but it was not no. it was like, like it was the edge little of bit the of forest woods. yes like, the, the edge of the woods the edge of the woods yes <laughs> or or yeah. on your balcony at your oh, home in germany yes. and we you know lay down looking up at the stars and again have the same conversations or watch a storm listening to jazz music like and oh my god that's one of my best memories with you ever. I know. it's so good <laughs> Or, or, you know, just, yeah, just celebrating those. each other too. Yeah. Your faux 16th birthday that B and I oh, threw you. 16th birthday. <laughs> the best. I had no idea it was coming. <laughs> Eight months later, you did not know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we met you like three days before your 16th, so we exactly. didn't get to do it. So exactly. B and I decided like, this is happening. Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> Were you surprised? I was, I was so surprised. surprised. I was so surprised. <laughs> I was surprised. <laughs> and that's just, I mean, the things that we we would do for each other. And, I mean, uh, the inside jokes. Oh, my God, the inside jokes. Oh. And the, the movies that we would watch together and, and quote from. I mean, as, as a lot of people do. But it just, we were known in the school as... The, the the inseparable three like 
it was just and and we were not exclusive like we were not our own clique by no, any means of the imagination I don't think we were we were friendly with everybody I think so again it's a military community you kind of have to be and yeah. our class when you was have like, a graduating class of yeah, 81 yeah. students or something like, yeah you have to be friends with everybody of course don't be of a course. dick <laughs> but, and we did we had um other other friends you know outside of just us three but we were just so in tune with each other that you know, we just did everything together. Yeah. I did a article and a podcast and this feels like it's throwing shade, but it's really not called women in training. Mm-hmm. And when I started dating my husband many years ago, like a decade ago, um, we were in our early twenties and I remember having this bar of what close intimate relationships meant. Mm-hmm. And not only what it meant in terms of our love for each other because at that point I wasn't even using that word with Charles but what it meant in terms of in tuneness uh what it meant in terms of um friendship in terms of reading each other in terms of being able to anticipate needs yeah and I had such a I think a high bar as a result because I think women in general not exclusively, but a lot of female relationships spend time in those early years staying up all night talking, yeah. telling each other. I remember sitting, um, I think, on a window seal with you and telling you, like, a horrible, deep, dark secret. Mm-hmm. In Ireland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when we went to visit your mom and mm-hmm. your sister. Yep. And I remember being terrified to tell you that secret. And then when it happened... It was just like the exact right response. <laughs> and I remember starting to share stuff with Charles and I'm like, oh, um, that's not what I was expecting mm-hmm. in terms of a response. Not that it was even wrong. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a masculine response. It's a different response. Right. But anticipating when I do X you then know I mean why. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I am acting this way, it's because of this. Mm -hmm. And just you and B got that, Mm -hmm. you know, throughout the years. We were, like you said, so in tune with each other Mm -hmm. that I had a very difficult time starting to date being right. very frustrated. Yeah, how oh. could anybody follow that act of I mean, your best friends? I'm sorry. Can you get on the phone with Beer or Kayla? Because this is some like they got this in the first week. I don't know what your problem is. Is is you know what my thought process was mm-hmm. with them, and I think it was really hard um, to transition from. And when you say we did everything together, I mean, it's like we quizzed each other on vocabs. We helped each other, helped do each other's homework or did each other's homework. We got drunk together for the first time. (laughs) Yes. Um, You know, we celebrated our birthdays together. Of course. A surprise birthdays, random birthdays, half birthdays, all of it. Yes. We played with each other, cried with each other, um, fought with each other, of course. What do you Um, think we fought about? I was always trying to remember some of our big fights. Oh, it was, usually it was like uh, some kind of exclusion or feeling of exclusion. exclusion. Like, I I had a moment and who do I call first? You yeah. know, I can only call one person at a time. So do I call you first? Do I call B first? And whichever decision it was, you know, and I might have like forgotten to tell the other person immediately or something. And then it was like, it was something stupid like that, you know. 
I um, agree. I can't remember a lot of big fights with us. I don't really don't. I just remember it was it was usually something along the lines of like, well, I couldn't make it because, you know, my dad wouldn't let me go out or something or I had to babysit or we usually got around that just so <laughs> <laughs> But it was, you know, it was just it was very much like we we always felt that we had to be together and do everything together and if if there was a time when we couldn't I think there was that that FOMO, you know, that I, yeah. I wish I was there. You know, like this moment oh right my God, now. I can't <laughs> even I think like it's probably not a proper girls trip without the other third of our party here. Like three times, maybe more a day, we've turned to each other and yeah. been like this yep. is it right. One of us will say like a B is over and we're like <laughs> So I mean and that and that has carried through. That has carried through for 17 years and with a hiatus between me and B, mm-hmm. you know, and that we now that we've reconnected and that just those those bonds still feel as strong as they were when we were 15 to 17 or 18. It was just it's like it's like we never stopped being friends, you know. So. No, and I have found that type of connection very difficult to explain to my significant other, Charles. Um, I mean, I think he's starting to get it as, yeah. you know, he's around us more. We're, again, celebrating each other's life events together, my wedding, B's wedding, right. you know, all of those things. Your, you know, your wedding I was at. Um I think we're start. Like, I think he's starting to understand. Like when he sees that, like it's not that we finish each other's sentences. It's that we say the same goddamn sentence at the same yeah. time. It's like <laughs> it's beyond like finishing. Yeah. It's like we both decide to do the same accent and like right. respond or something. Like, it's like it's not normal, and I'm yeah. aware of that. But I think he's starting to get it. But it was definitely an issue at the beginning of our relationship. And I do think it was because just like ref- like being reflective, I have not had a relationship like you and B since. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I mean, I'd love to hear your thoughts on what you think the circumstances because you've lived with girls. I've lived with girls. Yeah. I would say we've gotten like very close with women mm-hmm. um, and had other friends and mm-hmm. had other very good friends, mm-hmm. um, which I definitely do have, you mm-hmm. know, but there is something unique and ineffable yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that can be difficult to explain to someone that has not experienced that right. before. Mm-hmm. So what, what, tell me your thoughts on this. It's, it's definitely challenging to, um, to have these intense female relationships that are indelible and just, you they're, they're permanent and to at such a young age when everything everything about you is is still changing is still malleable and and the 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 major life experiences milestones you know that you think of are are at these ages you know self identity self discovery sexual identity sexual yeah. discovery um experiences and um and and knowledge and learning and and trying your your hardest working becoming your ass who you're going to be right yes working your ass off in in every respect to to please your parents to rebel from your parents uh-huh. to please your teachers to be better than your peers but to still maintain friendships but you're in competition with them you know for the best you know in class or for the colleges and you know all these things and 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 scores and 
and and secrets and all of these things that as an adult you've kind of already found your 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 place and your space at least you know many have and and then you're just looking for accents you're looking for compliments to your life yeah whereas i feel like when we became friends it was imperative. It, yeah. it was a requirement to find somebody who I could share my secrets with and share my my life with and my hardships and my successes and somebody who would guide me and share these things with me um, and teach me and help me learn from them that um, that it just you don't you don't have that as an adult you've you've kind of feel like you've experienced it all you've you've gone through most of those milestones already yeah you can find other like-minded individuals but they're not going to go through those things they might help you through a divorce they might help you through a marriage they might help you through new love or um a, difficulty a job. at work or yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly losing yeah. a job getting a job um losing a home gaining a home um babies you know all, all of these you know other adult life milestones and choices but it just it's just different i mean it's those 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 bonds that were made when we were teenagers just stuck with us and everybody remembers their best friend from high school, (laughs) you know, it's just not everybody maintains that. And it's hard over time and distance. And, and we've all moved around to different states, several different states and time has elapsed where we haven't spoken for months. And, and then we just pick up, we just pick up where we left off and it's like, nothing has ever changed or happened. And, and we are still ourselves just, grown because I think we help define ourselves mm-hmm. and I I truthfully think I would be a very different person had it not been for our friendships um you know with you and and B&I mm-hmm. I think it was probably one of the defining relationships of my life mm-hmm. obviously you know my husband's a very defining relationship mm-hmm. Belle you're a very defining <laughs> relationship and Finn I'm sure I love you Finn our new pup edition the new pup edition but uh I loved what you said about us being malleable at that age because mm-hmm. I think you're trying on all these different loves all these different interests, all these different types of people that you could be. So many hats. So many different hats. Mm -hmm. And I think when you're doing that and you're able to have all of those experiences with a core group of Mm -hmm. people. That support system. That, Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't, I don't think I could go through the emotional arc that we went through at 15 to 18 now. Mm. I mean, it was pretty traumatic. Tumultuous, for sure. What we had yeah. to go through in those years. Yeah. And it's, you know, uh, some of the stuff that's, like, coming to mind, and I think, again, it's, like, a very female trait is the conversations where you do stay up all night talking, where you are, I, I like to call it, like, we're trying to better each other, like, mm-hmm. whether it's through grooming yeah. or, you know, I'm going to do your hair. I'm going to make you feel beautiful. We're going to, you know, do face masks, do face mask <laughs> and I'm going to, you know, you know, do something that's going to like, I, you used to do, which now Charles loves back spider. That's what he calls it. Oh, but I don't, right. you tickle massage. Yes. It's called a tickle, tickle massage. massage. And that is what you used to do to me when I had night terrors. Yeah. And 
you know, it's something that is... You have to like that light touching. That light touch. Prickly, you know, kind of... I'm here for you, and yeah. I love you. It's very tender, very intimate. But very, with, so, it's supposed to be yes. soothing. Like. It, it is so freaking soothing. <laughs> by the way, Charles tries to do it, and it's like I'm being poked oh. by fingers. No, like, no, no, it's no. just you not... You it's, it's, it's I was like, like rain yes. falling on your back. Maybe I could have you call him and explain it to <laughs> him, because right now I only do it to him. I get no reciprocation. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, I would like, I kind of like brought this to your attention. Oh my gosh. That's like, you know what? I love it. And my husband hates it. So it's really, really, oh my gosh. If I barely brush his skin, he's like, stop it. You're tickling me. And I'm like, no, it's such like, in, it's such intuitive for me to just to like, that's my first reaction. It's a show to, of like love and intimacy I without know, being sexual. You know, a ticklish know, person. I guess. I, I am guess. not. <laughs> I am not a ticklish person. Thick skin. Thick skin. Well, I, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. I'll take it. But it's, you have so many of these moments um, where you get to be not just a witness to each other's lives, but participant. A partic- yeah, yeah, an active participant in, yeah. in the creation. And having never been a mother other than Nabelle and mm-hmm. Finn myself, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, to your cats, to, mm-hmm. you know, Zoe and Emma and everybody. Yeah, my dog. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And shouts to Hootie, Bee's dog, Molly Kids. Yes. Oh, Allie and the Molly. Yeah. Um, our furry children. Our furry children. <laughs> um, having never been able to mold a being in that way, I would say it's, it, to me, it seems very synonymous with mm-hmm. what we were doing right. in terms of not just creating a friendship, right. but creating our friends, like creating mm-hmm. each other, mm-hmm. creating the Absolutely. people that we are going to be mm-hmm. for the rest of our lives. And I'm sure even when, you know, you and B didn't speak for a little while, there would be stuff that would come up and it, I would want to call you guys immediately or text mm-hmm. you guys immediately because like a smell or a phrase or a book that I found or mm-hmm. a word that was a zinc word. Yeah. One of our English teachers that taught us all the vocab. Carol, fucking Carol Zink. Goddess. <laughs> Freaking goddess walking on earth. Yep. Love her. She's the one I credit to my my career choice. Yep. Yeah, you should probably let her know that. Yes, I should. Just saying, I should call you should probably let her Carol know. Carol Zink and let her know. Just and, and as a teacher, I love hearing from past students. Like, <laughs> yeah, you should do that. It does my heart so good <laughs> to hear, like... Just how their lives are going and changed, and no, I know, I know what you mean. Though. Like that's how we, how we are with our fur babies, is is another kind of connection. You know, it's another deep connection, and we we can't speak to the mothers out there who have given life from their bodies mm. or from adoptions yeah, or yeah. Um, foster parents. Like we, we just, we don't, we don't know that intimate bond with their young, um, just our own, um, which I will say has made it very difficult in my life to have friends from college, like from my sorority or from, uh, you know, the dorms or whatever, who we had the best time as 20 something year olds. And then marriage happened and then babies happened and babies aren't in my future, you know, and, um, maintaining those friendships with friends who have had kids 
is so difficult. And I know it's got to be difficult for them. I was raised by a single mom with As who had I, two right? daughters. I mean, yeah. like, it's hard. <laughs> it, I do not envy those those mothers out there um, who, who, have to battle, <laughs> yes, who have to battle that and burden that. How much wine are you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> but I find that it's our, our relationships have changed. Our friendships have changed. You know, I, I always feel out of the loop because I'm not, I'm, I know I'm not as important as their kids are. Well, and I, you shouldn't be right. Absolutely. I mean, that's what you, like, yeah, absolutely. we've seen that. Yeah, of course. And, and I accept that, but it's, it's kept me from reaching out to them sometimes. Cause I'm like, Oh, you know, I can't talk to so-and-so because she has you know, two kids and one on the way and yeah. they just got a new puppy and she's got to be out of her mind crazy right now. And oh my gosh. And then the pandemic hit and then she lost her job too. And her husband was So it's hard to create and, those intimate moments that like we kind of had to have with each other yes. when you're, because. And when you weren't around, I had my college friends and my sorority friends mm-hmm. and my, you know, and then. And then when those relationships changed, I just felt so more isolated and so much farther away from from you and B um, and from from those friends too. That it was very isolating. It was very hard to remember that feeling, that, that feeling, intimacy. Yes, and that feeling of somebody's got my back. Yeah. Somebody knows me and is out there for when I need them, or just want to talk and yeah. laugh. Well, and I think in marriage, a lot of that has been quelled because we we do have a person that's there for us right. that we know, you know, has. They can't fill every and hole. Though. I think that's and every sh- gap. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, many holes. I know. This podcast is explicit for us. <laughs> Real adult. It's fine. <laughs> Sex happens. Sex does happen. <laughs> Hopefully. Oh. Frequently. <laughs> no, but I I think that was one of my big realizations I had later in in my relationship with Charles and in my marriage is that I had this expectation because you and B at that time at yeah. 15 to 18 filled all of those right cups for me yep. we'll call them cups sure I like cups cups are good sure it's not a diva cup it's like it, a real cup it's a real okay. cup we'll go Could with be that. a diva cup anyway that's gross um <laughs> no I I I think we were so able to to fill those voids for each other. Right. And I was expecting the same level of of fulfillment right um, in a friendship with my husband. I felt disappointment when I was like you aren't there for me the same way in the same capacity that Coco and B have been there for me. He'll he my husband's there for me and all kinds of ways, but the, I think you're right. It's like the reaction that you were expecting from a best friend that your husband doesn't give you the way your best friend does mm-hmm. is kind of disappointing and shocking and upsetting. Fuck you, Disney. <laughs> like, literally. Yes. Fuck you, Where is my Prince Charming? You are not the same as I expected. So we just took a little wine break. <laughs> <laughs> we're back after the... Fuck you, Disney. (laughs) But I wanted to kind of move into the final chapter of the podcast by talking about um, how to maintain these friendships. How have we been able to go 17 plus years and still be best friends? Yeah. 
especially during this pandemic. Mm -hmm. And what are some of the things that you have carved out as being important to you and that have been really meaningful and how they've just affected your day to day? Because our day to day is pretty hard right now. Mm -hmm. Well, it, it definitely is hard to keep long-term, long-distance relationships, for sure. Um, I mean, lovers can say that. Friends can say that. I I think everyone has experienced loss of friends over the years, you know, because of because of circumstance and, and distance. Um, and it takes work, just like a marriage, right? Absolutely. I mean, it takes care and attention. Absolutely. Absolutely. And... Um, and, you know, our, our other third, B, <laughs> and I had that. You know, we, we grew apart and we, we let time and distance and circumstance get between us and 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 fell out of, of that friendship, um, unfortunately. Thankfully, we had um, Coco as our as our root. And, uh, <laughs> and, and that, I mean, that was... That was that was pivotal in 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 regaining that friendship and coming back together. Um, it was it was your wedding. I mean, it, it sucks. It's, <laughs> it sucks that it took such a monumental ex- life experience in order for us to reconnect. But but that's what happened, and it was perfect. It's the only and I got no, it is not. It was just, <laughs> sorry, Charles. Yeah, I love you so much, Charles. <laughs> but it and it was it was. I mean, I, I, I saw the writing on the wall and that, and that B was going to be at the, at the wedding. And of course I was going to be there too. And I was like, well, this is happening. And it's not about me and B and, and what has transpired over the years. It's, it's about Coco and it's about her celebration of love to, to Charles. And, and that's, that was our common ground, you know, and we, when we reconnected, I, I walked in uh, to uh, your your aunt Tammy's house uh, where you were getting married and you were having your your uh, rehearsal dinner. Rehearsal dinner, thank yeah. you. And B was already there. Oh my god! When I walked in and I saw B, it was just like in those movies where like <laughs> the door opens, you know, the wind is blowing. There's slow music. She turns in slow motion. And is a fucking goddess. And is a goddess. There's the time. there's it's like this stupid. this weird ambient light that comes from fucking nowhere. I think it emanates from her skin. Yeah. (laughs) And she just, she flashes this, you know, award-winning smile and it's. Which is fucking perfect, by the way. Which is perfect. Everybody, just so you know. Oh, yeah. Her teeth are are amazing. So I have no leg to stand on anymore. Oh, my gosh. She has everything. And, uh. And it was, but it was tentative and it was tense and, you know, it was the first time we'd seen each other. Oh, you mean me bursting into tears immediately (laughs) didn't help smooth the conversation? I'm confused. It was, it was so, oh my gosh, that didn't help Coco. And, uh, and, and I was like, you know, and as soon as I saw her, I was just like this, we're, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. And it was still tense and it was still tentative and we were both shy and didn't really know where to start. And, and Eddie co- heard, I yep. have an idea. Most likely. <laughs> and that's, and that's kind of where it came from was just, was just, hi. Oh my gosh. It's been so long. And nothing about it. I don't feel was, it was fake or, or forced, but we were very much in a situation that had to be dealt with in that moment. And the reuniting was, 
was authentic and was organic and it was a little slow at first and then before you knew it we were laughing and hugging and taking pictures together and and it just we just fell right back into it like a like the shoe that fits you know and it just it was that Cinderella moment for sure um but it's happened where you fall out of those friendships and it's, and it's hard and it's awkward. And then it's like, Oh my gosh, it's been, it's been a long time. How do I just reconnect again? And I think falling back on those memories and those, those good times and rehashing those. Yeah. We have this shared history. Absolutely. And not, not talking about the weather, but talking about your lives, about your lives. And 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 it just it just all falls in organically. You know, you start with the past and you build to the present. And then before you know it, you're talking about your future together and your next girls trip together. Oh my god, that's so fucking beautiful. And <laughs> and, and I want you at this I want you at my wedding and and I just was so humbled when when B got married and that she invited me to her wedding and I was like are we are we good now are we are we there and and it was I I felt a lot of remorse that I got married without her in my life at that time because it was it was a couple years before that and and Coco was there but there was definitely a hole and I, I, but at that time, I, I didn't see B in that light at that time, and, and she wasn't in my life. But looking back now and how our friendship has just rekindled, just rekindled and regrown, you know, it's it's just, it's, yeah, it's very sad to think that I've had one of those major life moments where you want your best gal pals there, and, and she wasn't, but... Um, well, and maybe this is the time, you know, in terms of like the pandemic and everything for you to consider those type of relationships that you've had in your life and what is meaningful enough for you to reach out at this mm-hmm. point and, mm-hmm. and have that first discussion as awkward mm-hmm. as it can be mm-hmm. and as upsetting and, and tumultuous as it could end up being for your life. Mm-hmm. If you think that it's a relationship that is going to enrich you. Yeah. That's going to give you a little bit of what you had in the past, which was very meaningful. I think now's a great opportunity to take the time to consider those friendships Mm -hmm. and those relationships. We all have maybe a little bit more time right now to make a phone call, to send a note, And as hard, as awkward, as out of the blue it might seem, you know, anything worth having isn't easy to come by. And it takes work and it takes that that swallowing of your pride um, to uh, to to make it happen for sure. And and since then, you know, B and I have have called each other just one on one. You know, we don't need Coco there anymore to ground us. And (laughs) and and I don't. And we've and we've grown into that adulthood from that teenage aspect that I said before, where, you know, if our if our if the fights that we had were as sophomoric as, you know, I talked to you about something, but I didn't talk to her about it, you know, right away. You know, we've we've grown in those respects that we can we can do that as adults and 
and be okay, you know? I think so. And I think adult relationships, I mean, definitely the, the dichotomy is so fascinating and wonderful for me. The juxtaposition between being able to still be those 17 year old girls yep. and <laughs> doing voices and laughing and mm-hmm. quoting never been kissed or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. we're about to watch the birdcage, you guys. I mean, it's oh, going to yeah. be pretty epic. Gonna we're awesome. going to make popcorn and watch the birdcage. <laughs> and it's going to be awesome. Like we were 17 again, right? Yep. You get to have those moments, but you also get to have these very adult, intense, beautiful conversations about, do I want to be a parent? Mm-hmm. What is what does a successful marriage look like? Mm-hmm. What does a you know good relationship with our parents mm-hmm. look like yeah. at this point? How do I be a good daughter? How do I be a good sister? Right. How am I good at my job? A good and, aunt. A good All aunt. three of us are aunts. All three of us are aunts. God, I love being an aunt. Like, how do I do these things that are adulting? Yes. <laughs> Very hard. Yes. And. That is also really beautiful, and I feel even more enabled to have those conversations with you guys because you know me in a way that not even my husband knows me. Of course. When I think that one of the the best ways to do it, like if I... If I could say there's like a cure for for reuniting um, friendships is in person, which is near impossible, I know, at this stage. I know. But... Having Zooms or or phone calls or or texts um, that we all do and that we're able to do now has really stemmed from being in person and face to face and feeling that love. Yes. And, and it's, it's, it's pivotal. It just is. I think that is the best way because your, your 100% attention is on that person because you are physically in front of them asking for it, you know, and receiving it. You're just a girl standing in front of a boy. Yeah. Asking, asking you to deliver. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and it's, and it's hard with us being so far apart, you know, several States away and, and only relying on those cocktail calls and the text messages and Marco Polo. Oh videos. my God. Yeah. B, by the way, we're forcing you to join Marco Polo. That it's like, awesome. gonna be in <laughs> and, and that's ways to, kind of you know do quick band-aids for I miss you's but I think these in-person girl trips and reuniting face to face is really really important oh my to gosh, making yeah. our relationships last our Vegas trip when we were all together for the first time after my wedding last year last year yeah it was probably the most epic girls trip like I needed it in my life. It was oxygen. It is. It is legitimately like breathing for the first time in a while. Even in Vegas where you can't breathe for shit because it's so (laughs) fucking hot. We did it in August. Idiots. Like, cheapest hotels ever. And like trading clothes and jewelry and doing each other's hair. Taking Charlie's Angels pictures. (laughs) And and trying, you know, cocktails that like, oh, I just tried this, you know, a while ago and I want you guys to try it too. I don't know. But just melding it all in person is I think is from time to time, granted, we can't do it very often, and especially now, but um, I think that's what's going to keep us going. I going. think so, too. And I can't freaking wait 
for the next mm-hmm. one. I know. This has been a magical weekend with you. If we, I don't think we've said it. We're coming to you live from literally LaSalle, LaSalle, Utah. Utah. Just, just outside, outside of, of Moab. Moab. Where the arches are for the National Park is amazing. Those are and, some damn arches. Oh my gosh. I've never seen an arch. Like, I've seen those arches. Those are the damn arches. <laughs> I mean, there's the McDonald's golden arches, and then there's these arches. Please don't compare the two. That's it. Rejected. <laughs> those are the only other arches I know. But it's a full moon. It's quiet. It's beautiful. We're above the forest line. and Enjoying Bee and Ross's wine. incredibly beautiful wine. And incredibly beautiful Wishing night. she was here with us, for Thank sure. You. So we just have to make it a, a point to somehow, some way, see each other face, even if there's glass between us, like whatever, whatever it takes. You mean if I'm like in prison? You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're in prison, then we're not good enough friends because we'd be in prison with you. Oh, that's true. That's right. Okay, I forgot. Okay. <laughs> that's when we'll make Orange the New Black. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, speaking of laughing, I want to end our podcast by sharing, like, just a really funny memory we have. Not quaint and beautiful, because we've shared a couple of those, but, like, it's hilarious. <laughs> Is it Miss Peterson's class? Shit, fuck, damn? Shit, fuck, damn! <laughs> okay, tell them what shit, fuck, damn means. Oh, my gosh. So... Oh, no, Okolpralali. That was Peterson's class, too. I'll oh. say Okolpralali. Okay, good, good. So one of our high school classes um, was yearbook and such a bullshit class. Such a bullshit class. And I think B was editor and we were, I don't know, we were dignified people because B is our best friend. She's like, you shall now have chief photographer (laughs) with no qualifications. No qualifications. (laughs) And uh, and so we're we're hanging out in the back of the class. And by the way, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure we were working on other assignments. I'm pretty sure. I think I was working on Zanx. We were those like high achieving you know, top of the class anyway. And the teacher loved us, even though she berated us every day in class. After class, she's like, hey, girls, how's it going? Like, she really enjoyed us. Um, she was like a big stick of butter for all you ladies. She was, <laughs> she a, was big a big, big stick of butter. Miss Peterson. And so we're in the back of the class and we're, we're sitting at our computers, you know, in a line. And I think Miss Peterson, like, moved up a deadline or something. And she's like, okay, guys, got some news. Um, we're going to we're going to print like next week or something, and every and everyone's like, oh, but not us. <laughs> Straight down the line, Coco <laughs> says shit. B says, fuck. And I say, damn. And just goes straight down the line. And we weren't even trying. It just, shit, fuck, damn. That was movie. <laughs> that was movie poetry right that there. That was beautiful. And then we just looked at each other and laughed and laughed. And because that's how in tune we were to each other. We just, that was just shit, a fuck, snippet of, <laughs> of our daily um, hysterics. <laughs> just being in the same wavelength all the time. And now oh that's gosh. become like a hallmark that we're like, shit, fuck, damn, shit, fuck, damn. You have to say it all You have to say now. it all in one breath, yep. I'm pretty sure Miss Peterson yelled at us for that one. I don't even know if anybody heard. I don't think they did. We, well, no, she commented on us laughing oh, our asses sure, off yeah. afterwards. Well, She's like, really this is not a laughing moment. We're like, you don't understand um, Did you just hear us say shit, fucking damn? Because it was really fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. So yeah. ogre, oh, what? Oh, Okolbrilali. I could never say it right. Okolbrilali. Well, it has meaning. Yes. <laughs> well, okay, it's Olivia. God rest your soul, Olivia. Mm. We love you wherever you are. Yeah. Um, Olivia, Brittany, Ol, oh, no, Ol, Cole, B, or Coco. Coco. So, um, Brrlali, and it was Lisa. And Lisa. And Lisa. Yes. Lisa. Shouts to Lisa. Um, it was the three of us, and we are five of us? Five of us. Am I counting five. right? Yeah, five. five. Three plus two. Um, <laughs> that's right. You're so good at math. <laughs> Let me pour you some more wine. But yeah, please. <laughs> Be the shit's great. It was so good. It was so, so good. good. So good. I can't remember my count. <laughs> but we had an assignment to like create a country, and um, we created a country of Okobralali, and we had a national anthem as well, which I cannot remember. But it was a country completely ruled by women. And yep. men were our slaves. Yes. And you had to, like, go to tryouts to be one of, like, our partners as a sexual slave, like Don Juan DeMarco style. <laughs> and, like, prove yourself as, like, a good lover and man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I also believe I baked vagina cookies. Most likely. And brought them in. Yes. To class. Um, yes. As part of our Okobra Lali presentation. Oh, my God. And there was a flag. <laughs> Do you have a flag? Do you have a flag? No flag, no country. <laughs> you can't have one. There was always a flag. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, um, I think that is a, like that or the first time you introduced B&I to Eddie is her dress to kill. Yes. At Nikki's apartment. Yes. And I laughed so hard I fell off the couch and like I could not get back up because I was laughing so hard I know. and sorry by the way you guys if you don't know what do you have a flag means <laughs> like please just look up dress to kill and watch it like you're missing out on life cake or death <laughs> uh, thank you for flying touch of finger and cake or death <laughs> um, I'll take cake, cake please, please. <laughs> oh we're out of cake I didn't know that'd be such a rush <laughs> So my choices are all death. I love the chicken place. <laughs> that is your homework assignment tonight, Just listeners. Everybody go and listen to Dress to Kill. Dress to Kill. Make it happen. freaking incredible. And your life will never be the same. I don't think I've ever laughed harder than at that moment oh with my you guys. Like, good. it was just... Things and now over. it's 17 years. I think it was 16 when we went to Ireland. 16 or 17. So, okay, 15 years old, I would say. But uh, it has never stopped being this bond between us because it was such joy. Yeah. And I am just so happy yeah. that we have these points of joy with yeah. each other. You bring me joy. And many more to come. <laughs> yeah. We with have, B in the future. Yeah. We have lots more voices to do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love you so much. Oh, I love you too, Coco. My, Kayla. Well, thank you for inviting me and letting me do this with you. <laughs> You're welcome. I just, I have one more piece of wisdom I want to, like, impart on everyone listening. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Did you know that beavers used to be the same size as bears? <laughs> <laughs> thank you, a Snapple Popcap from... <laughs> 15 years ago. I mean, you really had to think if bears were as small as beavers or if beavers were as big as bears. That is mind-boggling. I mean, it's mind-boggling. That is some deep conversation stuff that we had. That is very deep conversation that we had. Oh, my gosh. At the PX on base. 
I love you so much. Thanks for doing this with me. Of course. Love you back. And we miss you, B. We We miss you, B. And Ellen and Olivia Mm -hmm. and Lisa. We're thinking of you all. And to all the friends out there, good luck. (laughs) Good night and good luck. Good night and good luck. We need another cocktail and a watch birdcage. Okay. All right. All right. Madonna. Madonna. Let's do it. All right. Good night, everybody. We love you. Love. Bye. Bye. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Tea with Coco. I am Coco like Chanel. You guys know I always like to leave you off with a little and yap. And so I thought I would talk a little bit about something that Kayla and I really enjoyed on our girls trip. And that is my outdoor movie theater. I absolutely adore it. If you guys don't have a little portable projector and collapsible screen and Bluetooth speaker, let me just tell you how much I highly recommend this. The collapsible screen collapses up into about 10 inches by three, four inches and has a little tripod stand that it stands on, goes, I think, 60 inches wide. And the little portable projector is chargeable, has an HDMI hookup right there. I will put a link to the ones I have on my blog, cocolationel.com, so please check that out. When I'm here at home, I just like plug a fire stick into it and can watch old movies in my courtyard, and it's really lovely. Uh, at the cabin, we had no Wi-Fi, no signal of phone of any time, so I brought my laptop and some old-school DVDs. Knew there was a reason I was keeping those. Uh, so it works with a lot of different types of hookups, but the Bluetooth speaker connects directly to it, and it is truly something that enhances an experience, getting to share some of those moments in a beautiful place in the outdoors. So I'll leave you guys with that, and until next time, les les bon temps relais, and everybody, have a great day.